0: We are two people who, through personal experience, believe in the paranormal, and we want to share that experience with you and share your experience with everyone. So, join us.
1: Yes. And I guess we have an interesting sort of perspective in that we both believe in Almost, I think almost everybody we know believes in some way, shape, or form.
0: Even the people who are like super, super religious that we know, yeah, are like, "Yep, it's real, and we've seen it, and it's here in our house." Like, (laughs) yeah. So it's interesting because I don't know anybody who like doesn't believe in it, or you know, who shies away from the topic, but. Yeah. yeah, so I know that you and I have a lot of personal experience with paranormal things and creepy shit happening all the time.
1: Yeah, I kind of figured we'd start off with sort of an introduction to uh, to who we are and in, in our perspective and and you know why we believe in all that webnots. Okay, Kay. because you're better at telling these stories, and honestly, and I guess it we've we've. Had a lot of personal experience with sort of the paranormal, and you know, spooky things in a general sort of way, and not even one of those cases of. And yes, because we believe we're we're more willing to believe that it's a ghost that's causing the trouble than than not that
0: science.
1: (laughs) But at the same time, we are both you know intelligent, logical people who will try to.
0: To science it out. We'll try
1: and science it out. We'll try and have (laughs) a a logical explanation. That that creepy noise we heard, that whining, moaning noise, we're not going to assume it's a ghost. First things first, we're going to assume it's one of the kids.
0: Yeah, exactly. First things first. (laughs) No, first things first, we ignore it. The second time it happens, okay, maybe it's one of the kids.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But... We, we, you know, so it's not that we're skeptics, but we, we, we're logical in that. Exactly. We're not one of the, like those hokey mediums you see on TV that, that sit there and, you know, immediately like, Oh, everything is possessed. Everything is possessed and everything is a, everything is 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 demonic
0: and Oh, the, the energy here is just, no, we're not, that's not, that's not us. Yeah. Although I will say. Hokey as it sounds, and I know it sounds super hokey, I am more sensitive to things of that nature than you are. Yeah. I pick up on it a lot easier. I see a lot more of it.
1: You are what is uh, traditionally referred to as a sensitive. Yeah. You're not not the Long Island medium. You're not sitting there picking up people's dead grandmas for whatever reason, following (laughs) people around. Yeah. No. Like, I'm just going to ask her one day, you know, because I would (laughs) ever get the opportunity to ask her, like, I'd care. (laughs) Right. You know, why is it that, you know, all these people's dead grandmothers just happen to follow them around? Yeah. You
0: know? (laughs) Or, I mean, even, like, the the chick on that show, Dead Files. Yeah. I'm not that extreme.
1: Yeah. She's... (laughs) She hokies the shit out of that for TV purposes.
0: See, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn about her. I really like her, and I think she's legit, but I do think she kind of plays it up a yeah, bit. Yeah,
1: she hams it up a lot. And so, mm-hmm. things like that. And I'm just like, eh, I, that's why I'm, I'm a little iffy when you see TV psychics and things like that. Yeah, I was like, and they've got to put on a show for ratings. Because, like, hey, hey, you lose your show if you're not entertaining. Sure. So, you know, act up.
0: But that is not what I do no in fact I try to ignore it I don't enjoy the fact that I have this ability if you want to call it that I really would rather not yeah like just fucking leave me alone (laughs) it'd be great but no the kid
1: from the sixth sense just starts seeing shit and you just really wish you weren't yeah yeah
0: yeah that's exactly it but apparently I'm like the lightning rod yep So, yay! Yay! (laughs) A lot of weird stuff happens to us.
1: But what we are going to do here on the show is, kind of said at the top, share some of our spooky stories and some of your spooky stories because I I reached out on on the interwebs in the past week or so to get some. Some listener stories ahead of time, you could say. Yeah. And
0: So feel free, after listening to this episode, if you have your own spooky story or you know of a spooky tale that you would like to share, send it to us and we will share it on air.
1: Uh, currently, you can reach out to me at Odd Dad Out on Twitter or Facebook and I, I can just... We're still going to see where this show goes exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Whether that's just where we call it right here and just do this every now and then, or if it, if it blossoms into something, let us know. We'll see. <laughs> but for now, I think, do you want to start with one of our stories or sure. one of our sent-in stories?
0: We can start with ours. Okay. So, I think the easiest story for us to tell is the first house that we lived in here in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Because that house has a lot of stories.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: And I am, like, super tempted to contact the current residents of the house and be like, hey, have you ever seen this? (laughs) Like, has this ever happened? Or has it happened yet? (laughs) Because it's kind of... That house was, I I don't know what was up with that house. We never really did any research on it. It was in a gated community, one of those, you know, manufacturer-designed homes.
1: It was a relatively new home.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, they were all very nice houses. Uh, Two-story, one-story. Huge lots. Uh, Very pretty. Very pretty houses. And... From the outside, this house was attractive. Had a nice big tree in the front. Had a nice little backyard. It was a good, what, four-bedroom, two-bathroom house with a family, what they call an Arizona room and a living room. So, you basically have two living rooms in your house Mm -hmm. and a really nice kitchen. So, it was a very nice house until you lived in it because, oh my gosh, like this house... I don't, like I said, I don't know what was there, but I know that there was something there and I really, really feel like there was more than one something there. Yeah. Like to the point where I'm tempted to call that place a freaking portal because it would, it was just that active.
1: Yeah. There was always something creepy going there.
0: Yes. Yeah. So the first thing that happened was shortly after we moved in, I was unemployed You were employed, and our roommates were employed. So it was just me home during the day with Charlie, who was a baby at the time. He was taking a nap. I was eating lunch. And I was like, you know what? I'm feeling kind of cute today. So I start snapping selfies. And this is back in the day when you had to actually, like, turn your phone around. Oh, yeah. To snap selfies. (laughs) Do y'all remember doing that? Is that just me? Um, So you couldn't see, like...
1: Yeah, yourself. you didn't see the pictures you were taking. You yeah. had you had like a little mirror on the back of your phone, so you could take a picture.
0: No, I didn't. But yeah, my phone was not that nice. I had a sidekick, <laughs> um, so you know you turn the camera around, take your picture, and then look at it to see if it was any good. Well, I look at the picture that I took, and I'm like, "Huh, that looks really strange," because in it you can see me, and I'm kind of looking off to the side, like you do for MySpace pictures. Um, because, yes, MySpace. And you could see the couch kind of in the corner over my other shoulder. Yeah. And during the day, we keep the house, we still keep the house very dark. We don't have windows open. We generally don't have lights on. If we do, it's like one light. Yeah. The light that we had on was not in that area. Mm Mm-hmm. Or the light that I had on, because it was just me. The light that I had on was not in that area. The windows were not open. There was absolutely nothing to create a shadow on the couch. But, and I still have the picture, and we can definitely post it up as well. You can see something sitting on the couch behind me. And to this day, I swear I see a burned little old lady sitting right behind me. And, like, staring straight at me. And it's freaking creepy. Yeah. I hate that picture so much. I mean, I look really cute. But <laughs> whatever the hell is on that couch just creeps me out. And what's worse is I remember having nightmares in that house. And I don't get nightmares. But I remember having nightmares in that house where standing at the foot of the bed was this burned woman. Yeah. And honestly, I couldn't even be sure that it was a woman. All I know is that it was burned, and it was just standing at the foot of the bed, staring at me. It wouldn't go away. It wouldn't talk. But I just, I couldn't move. I couldn't, I couldn't breathe. Like, it was just absolutely terrifying. And then, you know, of course, you wake up, and there's nothing there. But that house was just weird.
1: And that's just kind of the first of... Many things to kind of happen in that house.
0: That was the first thing that happened. And it only happened to me. Nobody else saw it. And even in the picture, people that I showed it to were like, yeah, you know, I kind of see it. But maybe it was a shadow. And I'm like, no, it can't be a shadow, I swear. So everybody just kind of brushed it off. Mm -hmm. And I think what brought everybody around to oh, maybe she's not crazy, was the candle incident. Yeah. And everybody That's in the, the family. That was the
1: big one. Everybody in the family kind of.
0: Knows what the candle incident is. Yeah. Um, So we had gone out with our roommates, who was your sister and her, at the time, boyfriend. We all went out to Tilted Kilt. Just, just get out, have a good night, get away from everything. Yeah. Um, We just, you know, wanted to night out. And so we went to Tilted Kilt, all of us. Left the house, locked it up, whatever. Go have a good time. We come back, and there's a candle in the middle of the kitchen floor. Or, like, the dining room floor. And what's strange is, this isn't just, like, a little tea light. Yeah. This is one of those big six-inch, three-wick...
1: Those, like, big jar Gigantic
0: candles. jar candle. You know, it's a good four, maybe five inches tall probably a good four, maybe five inches wide Yeah, and had the three wicks in it. And it's in a jar. It's this very heavy candle and it's just sitting there like somebody placed it there and it had been sitting up on the bar.
1: Yeah. And it was, and it was kind of, and it was, you know, adding to the creepy, as soon as you opened the door, like as soon as we walked in the door, the, it was absolutely the very first thing you see. Yeah. There was like no way. Well, and would even miss
0: it. I remember. Was it the gate that was open?
1: The the main door, like the the solid, the wood door was, was open. Was cracked open,
0: but, but the, the, the outside gate security
1: locked. gate was locked.
0: Yeah. So in Arizona, and I don't know if it's in anywhere else because I've never really seen. It. I know Texas has like screen doors. Yeah. But in Arizona, we have security gates, which are usually these big, heavy wrought iron doors. Yeah that are like screens, but yeah. it's wrought like iron.
1: Screened metal gate over the front of your door. Yeah. yeah.
0: That closes, locks, has a deadbolt, has a handle that you can lock yeah. as well. So that was still locked. Yeah. The actual door
1: Like the deadbolt on that was locked. Yeah. yeah.
0: The actual door was open. So that kind of freaked us out at first. And I stayed out in the car with Charlie. I was like, "Eh, I just don't feel super comfortable because maybe somebody's inside. Let's not. So you and sister's boyfriend went into the house and kind of did like a a sweep of the house just to make sure there was nothing or no one (laughs) there. You know, you You went through every room, made sure there was nothing that was out of place, nothing that, you know, do we need to call the cops on this? Was there somebody in the house? You two went in and made sure of that. Yeah. The house was clear. So the only thing that we could think of was her ex-husband lived in the same neighborhood just a few blocks away. um, And he was having a, I don't know, was it Super Bowl maybe?
1: Some... It was a UFC.
0: Oh, UFC. Okay, so yeah, he was this having... This was just
1: before the 4th of July.
0: He was having a viewing party for this fight, and so he had a bunch of people over, and so we we're like, maybe he's playing a prank? You know, let, let's find out. And so we call him, he's like, no, why would I go over there? Like, that's stupid. I'm watching a fight. Leave so me I've alone. got
1: Yeah, I've got a house full of people, and the kids are over here with us. Yeah. I'm not leaving the house.
0: Exactly. So he was like, no, it wasn't me. And we we're like, well... You're the only one that has a key, so this is weird. And yeah, and the candle was just sitting there. And at this point, we still haven't touched it. Because it's just so random. Like, how the hell did this candle get here? And so we even tested it. We were like, what if it fell from the counter and just who knows? Freaking landed sitting correct. Because
1: yeah. it was on the carpet.
0: <laughs> it was on the so carpet. We're
1: like, Maybe. Let's let's. You know, suspend disbelief a little bit and think, what if the cat knocked it off the counter and it happened to land on Roll the carpet? just
0: right and land yeah. somehow.
1: Yeah, and land on the carpet and not crack or not break or whatever.
0: So we put it back on the counter.
1: And mind you, this is the, where it was in the carpet is about five feet from the edge of the counter.
0: Yeah, so it would have had to. Really really fly. got like really gotten pushed.
1: Yeah. The cat had to, get, to have like mule kicked it off the counter.
0: In order to get to that area. And like I said, it was sitting up, so it's not like it could have rolled and then sat up. You know? Yeah. So we put it back up on the counter. Then we pushed it. And it broke.
1: <laughs> broke is an understatement. It, it exploded. shattered loaded and Glass and wax went everywhere.
0: Yeah, which we knew would happen, but yeah. we had to test the we theory. Had to, yeah, you, was, know? It, you know, and you know, it was a sacrifice we were willing willing to make. Sacrificed a candle to science. Yeah. Um. See, so there we was, tried to
1: science away our we freaked tried out to science feelings away. right now. Ellen.
0: And all of us just went to bed that night, so confused. Yeah. So confused because it's like, how does that happen?
1: Yeah. And on top of that, you know, we this is around the time that the first paranormal activity movie came out. Oh my god, we were all freaking out. We were <laughs> all freaking out. But on top of that, it not even just that, but because we walked into the house thinking somebody's in the house. Yeah. So, me and the boyfriend are walking around with like broomsticks and baseball bats and we're trying we're expecting we're going to find somebody. Yeah. And it was because the the deadbolt on the outside was locked. You can't lock that without a key or being, or on being the inside. inside. And we're like, okay, they've got to be in the house. They've got to be in the house.
0: I mean, y'all even checked the backyard we and did, the garage. Yeah. And, and
1: we went to the, and again, that's where the paranormal activity thing went is because we actually went up and checked the attic crawl space. Yeah. Think like thinking, oh shit. What if they heard us coming and they hid up there? Yeah. Somehow, whatever. You know, freaky sort of stuff. Who yeah. Who knows?
0: Well, and then Aaron and I were outside, like I said, still in the car with Charlie. Yeah. So, if anybody had come out from behind the house...
1: We would have seen them. We
0: would have seen them. And then we had the big, at least six or seven foot cinder block wall... Yeah. ...around the back. So, unless they were really good jumpers, there's no way they were going to get over those walls. Yeah. They would have been stuck in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Unless they, you know, came through the side gate, which, again, we would have seen. We would have seen somebody come out of the backyard. But there was no one. Y'all yeah. checked every room. You checked the garage. You checked the attic. Yeah. There was no one. And, I mean, we all still went to bed that night kind of on edge yeah. and just kind of, you know, just on edge.
1: The How in the hell did this candle end up on the floor?
0: Yeah and still kind the, of in the back uh, of our mind, maybe somebody's hiding in the house. Yeah. So just be on guard.
1: Yeah. And still very like confrontational with my sister's ex-husband the next day. Yeah. Like Seriously, do not be screwing with us. Did you come over? Because, yeah, because
0: if you didn't, we think somebody broke in.
1: Yeah. At which point he, I mean, and He was dead serious because of the idea. It's like, wait, this is, you know, my children, my kids kids are in this house. If something happened, we need to make sure this is safe. Yeah. And he was like, no, hell no, I'm not screwing around with you guys. That'd be really messed up. Yeah. Because that's putting my children's safety at stake. Yeah. So.
0: So we know it wasn't him.
1: We know it wasn't him. (laughs) And he was the only other person that had keys.
0: So that was kind of the establishing factor that now everybody is on the same page. Something weird is in this house, house, has gone on in this house, which then took us back to my picture and my nightmares. Now there's a theme. This person that I'm seeing is burned. The candle shows up. Another fire reference. It's just kind of odd. But something that we all notice, that there is maybe a connection there. So the next thing that happens, you and I are the ones that witness this. You and I used to hang out in the Arizona room a lot more than we did in the big living room. Yeah. Just because it was smaller, and it was just the three of us, you, me, and Charlie. So it felt yeah, right.
1: Hang out in the in the little front room. The TV's in there. It's like a fan. It's, it's cooler.
0: Yeah. You know. Just let everybody be. Yeah. Over there, and it was kind of, it had a little bit of seclusion from the rest of the house, so it was a little bit quieter, it was a little bit calmer. Yeah. We liked it there. And again, we do not open the windows during the day. There's no way that anything could have been shadows. Yeah. While we're watching TV, we look over into the kitchen where we could see the bar, and the wall in front of the bar. Yeah. And there's shadows running back and forth. Yeah. Just running back and forth. And we sat there and watched it for a good 20 minutes.
1: Like, But there were, like, sh- human-shaped shadows going back and forth as if, like, with intent. And it wasn't... It didn't look like... Again, I, again the windows are closed. We're not getting any shadows from, from outside... The only windows in those rooms go to the backyard, which you know about four or five feet off of that window is that seven foot brick fence yeah so it's not there's like no there's no shadows there's nothing on in there's that no way
0: to create a shadow
1: through those through what available windows there are and those windows are closed and covered with heavy blinds anyway
0: yeah. So, yeah, we sat there and watched it for, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, we, we didn't say a word. We just kind of nudged each other and pointed it out. And we're like, all right, that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and and then it just stopped. And we were like, okay, well, you saw that, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not crazy. We both were sitting here watching the same thing. Okay, cool. Um, so that's when, you know, you were like, wow, there there really is something going yeah. on here.
1: And not that I didn't believe, I especially after <clears throat> the candle bit. Yeah. Like I thoroughly believed everything you were telling me cuz I your fear was more than enough like you're not paranoid like that. And so it was
0: So here's the thing. I started acting completely different in that house. Yeah. Than what I have ever been used to in my life like I was not me
1: Yeah,
0: I was not and I don't know I I didn't know what it was but I was depressed all the time I was angry I didn't want to do anything I didn't want to see anybody I hated being there but I didn't want to leave it's just it was the weirdest feeling and I hated it But I I couldn't get rid of it. Yeah. And, you know, anytime somebody would want to play a game or, you know, let's have family game night or let's go out to a restaurant or let's, you know, just get out of the house. No. As much as I hated being in that house, I wouldn't leave. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't go do anything. And I was depressed. I was, it was awful. I was mean. I was, it was terrible. It was really terrible. And then I don't remember if it was you or me that noticed it, but I had a bite mark,
1: yeah, and and when we say bite mark, it was like
0: wasn't it on my side?
1: yeah, yeah it was like a a full blown like bite mark, like big ring indentation. You know, bite mark. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I remember, I think you were saying that it, like...
0: And granted, like, yes, we are a little kinky in the bedroom, but we weren't at the time.
1: And I don't think I'm going to be uh, biting not the on the side. ...side of your back. <laughs>
0: like, that was... Yeah. ...not a location that gets bitten. If
1: you, <laughs> imagine, like, if you, like, put your hands kind of on your lower back on your side, sort of. That's basically... The area, like on your, the side. Stand like
0: an old man who pushes out his gut.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And put your hands on your, like there. That's where the the bite area was. Yeah. There's nothing kinky about that area. No. Um, (laughs) And that was, it was was very unusual. And I remember you saying that it was. I think it was
0: you that noticed it because I was changing and you were like, what happened? And I kind of glanced at her. I was like, I don't know.
1: And I remember you telling me that it burned. Yeah. And that it pretty much continually burned.
0: Yeah. I was like, I don't know. It's been there for a while. It it hurts, but it doesn't, like, it hasn't developed into anything. It's just kind of there.
1: Yeah. But I remember, like, that for a while, it seemed like it got worse. Yeah. Like, it. not that it, like, spread, like, it's... Like a a snake bite or something in the the damage area. Or like like
0: ringworm or whatever. It it didn't do it like that. It just got darker. It got
1: darker and like redder. Yeah. It just became more pronounced of a big red bite mark looking thing.
0: Yeah. And it even had like a, a top half circle and a bottom half circle. Yeah. Like a bite. Yeah. It was weird.
1: And creepy as hell.
0: Yeah. And but at the time, it wasn't to me. See, that's that's the thing, is that it wasn't to me. By that point,
1: it was not unusual. Well, it, again, at that point in that house, it wasn't unusual.
0: Well, that and I had just grown so apathetic. I, I just didn't care. Yeah. Because I just wasn't myself. Yeah. You know, normal Rihanna would have been freaking out that something bit me. Yeah. <laughs> but Rihanna in this house was just like, whatever. I don't mm-hmm. care. I I... I probably didn't even notice it Mm -hmm. half the time, just because I was ignoring everything and everyone.
1: And I remember around the same time, uh, my sister actually had a very similar mark.
0: Hers was lighter.
1: in In a similar location. And it was like, what the hell? And it's not like and we, we slept
0: on opposite ends, yeah, the house, on opposite so ends of the house so it wasn't bed bugs and, yeah you and know, we didn't it, have
1: bed bugs and obviously I would have You would have had it and, exactly and so yeah we there was no infestation or anything like that and I don't know of a bed bug big enough to leave <laughs> a you know small animal sized um, yeah. dog animal bite mark of it wasn't like a human-sized bite mark, but no. it was like if you could make like the size of imagine a bite mark with your hand. Yeah. it's about that size, and yeah, it's it was it was freaky. And I like said you were less, you know, you kind of were zoned out of it, but it was, was definitely so it. A, a point of concern, especially with you know talk of. You know, seeing burned people and, you know, magically moving candles. Yeah. So.
0: So it was around that time when your sister and her boyfriend decided to steal me for a day trip and got me out of the house, forced me out of the house, even though I totally didn't want to go. And they're like, no, we're going to go to the astrology store and it's going to be super fun and we're going to take you to this place that we love going. Yeah. And I was like, all right, fine. So we went, they got me out of the house. You stayed home with Charlie. And I love the astrology store. We actually just went today. It's like my favorite place in the world. But I found this book. And it was basically dealing with paranormal happening in your home and how to cleanse it. And I was like, maybe this will come in handy. You know, something's in the house, obviously. So let's read this book and see what's up. So I bought it and I read it. And everything that had been happening to me was exactly what this book described. I had a bite mark. I was basically being leeched.
1: Yeah, you had no energy.
0: And, you know, everything was just lining up to what this lady said was basically spirit leeching or okay. spirit attachment. Yeah. And so I was like, huh, okay, well, that's interesting. And I showed it to you. I was like, if you, you know, want to check this out, this is. Maybe something that's going on. I don't know. Draw your own conclusions. But this is what I read and this is what's happening. And the two seem to fit. So maybe that's what's going on here. And you did. You read that chapter. You read how she dealt with it. And what she did. And then I wasn't aware of the next part.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That was the part where I basically took my, my experience with the paranormal in my life and I've generally had a natural inclination to uh, repel those sort of things. Mm -hmm. And I I've been able to get rid of issues you could say. And after you read the book and the issues with attachments and, and leeching and sort of parasitic, uh, ghosties uh, I, and you gave it to me It's like here this is what I think is going on and I read through it and about all of the here's what you do about it and when you weren't aware or my sister asleep. yeah it's like basically well you and my sister were asleep I went through and basically did the I don't know if you call it a ritual or if you call it a...
0: I don't think it was a ritual. performed
1: was... the task of separating you from said attachment. hmm And sort of, you know, basically kind of breaking that sort of spiritual leech...
0: Connection. Connection.
1: And he like said, I didn't tell you that I did it. I didn't tell my sister that I did it until, you know, the next day... Basically, both of you were like, hey, and, you know, that thing isn't bugging me anymore. It's, you know, you guys were kind of somewhat getting more back to yourselves, you know.
0: That's when we noticed. we were like, hey, those things are gone. And I mean, they had been there for weeks, weeks, almost yeah. a month Yeah, that that thing was just there and would not go away. Yeah. And both of us were like, hey, this thing is pretty much gone and I feel a whole lot better and I think I was just being a total bitch last month. I'm really sorry. Yeah. And that's when you told us
1: like, yeah, I did this. And we're like, well, how long have you been feeling better? It's like, oh, since here, like that's when I did that. Yeah. You know, like go back a couple of weeks. Yeah. I've been feeling better for a while. I'm just kind of, you know, it's it hasn't been hurting me. It's was like, you know, look at it. It's like, it hasn't hurt. And the mark is almost completely healed over now. And we're like, yeah. You all didn't know that I had done it. Yeah. So. I didn't, because I didn't want to like say, oh, I'm going to do this thing. And, you know, placebo effect tomorrow you wake up and oh, I'm so much better.
0: Yeah. No, that, that wasn't what happened. It's like you but guys were,
1: you know, feeling the effects of, you know, that separation.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. and what's weird is even after we moved out of that house. Your sister and her boyfriend stayed there for a few months after we did. And uh, we had the master bedroom while we yeah. stayed there.
1: But and it apparently it seemed like odds where all the creepy stuff happened.
0: Yeah, to the point where they had moved in to the master bedroom after we left.
1: Yeah.
0: And then they moved out. Yeah. They moved back down the hall where they were because her boyfriend started having the exact same nightmares that I was having, started having sleep paralysis
1: which he'd never had before. Which he'd
0: never had before. And just was so scared of that back room to the point where they took everything out of the back room and didn't go in there for anything. Yeah. Nothing was in that room. And I, I don't I don't blame them.
1: No. That was, it was just some, especially that room of all rooms in the house. That, that. One room was the center of all of yep. that. Just bad, that
0: bad, bad
1: yeah, bad energy. Like well, I necessarily say, say evil. But that no, was definitely. So see, something I have bad
0: I have since become more aware of what I can feel and what I can sense, and I I, I know now when something when. It, When something happens in the house, if it has harmless intent or if it has malicious intent, whatever was in that house was not friendly.
1: No. There was something definitely, I mean... Bad. And if you take all of the the, uh, paranormal stereotypes and throw them in there and into that sort of equation, the only harmless thing that we ever encountered was the candle. Other than the fact that it scared the shit out of everybody in the house in one move.
0: Yep. Wasn't there also a time where we were we were doing something? Aaron and I were in the back. And then we came out to the front and all the chairs were stacked.
1: That was a different house. That was a different house? That was her house. That, that was a different house. That was her house after that. The, You're you know, right. That was the house. That was the point when we came... We were coming back. We had back to, cleanse, from, her we had to cl- cleanse her new house because of all the activity in that house after that's she moved story. in. That's a that's a story for another show.
0: <laughs> I I get houses mixed up. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So that and house. we had a lot
1: that a lot of for for a while a lot of things that happened with us also involved her.
0: Yeah. So well, and so something nice that did happen in that house that I will say, um, Charlie was a baby. Yeah, And your grandfather had passed away before Charlie ever got to meet him.
1: Yeah. He was only a few months old. And it was actually the first time he met my grandmother.
0: He was about five months old when Papa passed. Yeah. And we had come out here for the funeral. Mm -hmm. Um, We came from Texas to Arizona for the funeral. And then when we moved out here, you know, we saw Nana. We visited with her. We would go see her occasionally, mm-hmm. but he never heard the name Papa. We never really talked about him. You know, we didn't show him pictures.
1: Yeah. He really stuff. had no clue. He'd never heard about him because he yeah. died. When you know, he was he five was, months was, old. Yeah. Five months old.
0: And then when he's, you know, eight months old, we moved out here. Yeah. Eight or nine months old. So not much time had passed between Papa passing and us moving out here. We had a, it wasn't a video monitor, because I don't even think they made them then, but we had Mm -hmm. a voice monitor, one of those baby monitors, that, you know, you have basically one end of the walkie-talkie in the kids' room, and the other end is for the parents. Mm -hmm. Ours was not two-way, so we could only hear Charlie. Mm -hmm. Couldn't see him or anything. And all the time, all the time, we would hear him talking to Papa.
1: Talking to Papa and laughing.
0: Laughing, and he would actually say, Papa.
1: And it was the only time he'd ever say it.
0: Was when he was in his room. In
1: his room, in his bed, you know.
0: And there were several times when I would go into his room and his closet door was open. And I have a thing about closet doors. They have to be completely shut because they creep me out. Yeah. So I know I didn't leave it open. And he was in a crib. There was no way he could have gotten out and done it. So. Yeah. Yeah, weird little things. But that was one of the nice things about the house that did happen there was apparently Charlie got to talk to Papa. Yeah. And then the night that your grandma passed.
1: Yeah. Which um, was only actually only a few months after him. Yeah. So
0: we had everybody well, siblings. Um all the siblings that live in Phoenix anyway. Yeah.
1: We were kind of getting the messages throughout the night <laughs> that she's in the hospital, she doesn't have much time left.
0: And of course, there wasn't time for us to go down there, so we thought it would be better if we all just were together Yeah. when we got the news. Um,
1: So like my oldest sister, basically my my two older sisters and myself, and we were all basically, we were all together in the house, Mm -hmm. just kind of was like, we want to be together right now because we know she's not going to make it through the night.
0: Right. And, you know, everybody brought over alcohol because that's what we do. Yeah. (laughs) You know, drink and laugh and joke and... Try to get through it as best we could. And then you all got the message. Yeah. And while there was hugging and crying and acceptance happening, the vertical blinds on the back sliding glass door sway. Yeah. One end of them sways like somebody moved them aside to step through. But, they swayed on the wrong side. They didn't sway on the side where the actual sliding glass door is. Yeah. They swayed on the opposite side. Yeah, the
1: the fixed side of the door.
0: So, we were like, oh, maybe the cat walked through them or something, but...
1: She's not in there. She
0: wasn't in there. She was locked up in our room, because at the time, the dog, the cat, super didn't get along. I mean, they still don't get along, but... They really didn't get along then, yeah. so Fluffy was always locked in our room.
1: Yeah, he was locked in our room, so
0: so it couldn't have been the cat. So and
1: before anybody asks, there is no there was no fan in that room. Nope, and
0: and the AC hadn't kicked on. The AC we hadn't
1: kicked. Ki- yeah, and we're like because again, much like the candle, this is one of those incidents where we all got a little spooked and all had to sit there and kind of
0: science it out and science
1: it out for a second, oh, like. And wait, wait. everybody
0: witnessed it. Yeah. We all looked over right as it happened. Yeah. And it was one of those, did you guys see like, that? There
1: are four adults who just watched this happen, and we all just kind of had that feeling that we, you know, like that happens right as we're all getting the all of our phones go off that she's passed. We've all got that feeling like we know, and but it feels like you know, she's there with us. It's not that overwhelming sadness, but it was that, that comfort peaceful. Yeah. That, that peaceful feeling just all of us had at that moment. And you know when you think about it, it's like, that's not really the feeling we should be having when we found out our grandmother just died. Like yeah. at the moment, like we all have that feeling as we're getting the message. It was like, you know, when we had been so sad knowing it was coming and then having that just between that You know, kind of creepy moment, and then that, but that whole feeling together of that happening, and it was, like I said, with it's not the feeling you should be having when you just found out your grandmother died, especially because there was only about three, four months between when my grandfather died and and her, and so everybody was still kind of dealing with him, and that was still very fresh emotionally, Mm -hmm. and you know. So, it was...
0: It was one of the nice things that happened in the house that, you know, we knew that it was her coming to visit and tell us that it was okay.
1: Yeah.
0: So, and then we all drank and laughed and joked and got through the night.
1: Yeah. Because, you know, when you're Irish-Mexican, that's what you do.
0: For pretty much
1: every situation.
0: (laughs) But, yeah, so I guess the house wasn't all bad, but it was... It was mostly bad. There was a
1: lot of creepy in that house.
0: And I guess, like, <laughs> new age mediums and TV psychics, whatever, would call it a portal. Yeah. Because of all the different things that happened there.
1: Yeah. And
0: the fact that we saw, you know, shadows and burn lady and nice things like Nana and Papa. Yeah. So, I guess if that's the term you want to give it, that's probably the term it would have been given.
1: So, we've got... I've got a couple of of submitted stories. We didn't intend to go that long with all of that.
0: Sorry about that. It's totally my fault. It was just one
1: of those, like, we started and just kept kind of going. Because we... Because
0: that house had that much material. Yeah,
1: there was just that much going on there. But... I wanted to kind of tell some stories that were shared with us. Um, And the first one came from when I first reached out to her stories. It was actually in the podcast. We listened to group and, and I'm sorry I didn't ask her for clarification on how she pronounces her name. Uh, I don't know if it's Kara or Kara.
0: Oh yeah,
1: yeah. C A R A. So C-A-R-A. now I suddenly A-R-A. feel bad for Maybe not Kara? asking.
0: Sorry, um,
1: I know. I was like, I feel bad because I didn't ask her. Um, is this going to
0: be like an Incredibles moment? It's Kari, but with a K and an I.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry if I if I did get the wrong choice here, um, but I'm going to go with Kara.
0: Sure. Sure.
1: I don't know. Kara, <laughs> uh, Nicole, uh, thank you first off, because is when I. Asked for for stories, within a few minutes she popped back. Hey, I've got one for you. So nice. That was really awesome. Uh, so I feel like you should read it just because it, it's from a from a, uh, from, a from a female perspective. Yeah.
0: Okay. So she says. So I used to be a manager at an. Ass- or, I'm sorry. I used to be an assistant manager at a small hotel. The hotel used to be an apartment complex in the 70s, and before that, it was four luxury units in the 30s, in boomtown Spokane. When my Xbox bought the place, there was a Folgers can in a basement with duct tape label of Bernard. When I was hired two years later, I did some research. Bernard was only referenced twice, once as an employee and once as a homeless man. There were unexplained lights flashing and phones going dead, you know, general stuff, I never thought it, but one morning. I used to make all the breakfast trays for the VIP guests. I got everything together and walked out of the locked room, then remembered I forgot my cordless phone and walked back in. There were TV trays standing up, so I couldn't walk into the room. I had left the room less than a minute before and went to walk back in, and I was blocked. I asked Bernard why he was mad at me and if he could forgive me. Never had anything weird happen after that. And she continues on and says that those T V trays were definitely not there before. Yeah.
1: That is just that's, that's kinda, weird. That's weird and creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, it's not as 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 as, as creepy as probably other stories. I'm like, that's creepy ass story.
0: See, and I feel like people that have experiences like that, you know full well that nobody's gonna believe you. Yeah. And that's what sucks about it. It's like, you know, with me, all the stuff that happened at the house, I was like, no, I'm serious, you guys. Something is wrong. And yeah. until it happened to everybody else. Yeah. And it, you just kind of form this community of people who have been affected. Yeah. And people who haven't don't get it yeah. until you have.
1: Yeah. A lot of the time, you and you don't talk about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: He's like, you don't talk about it well, unless you know that there's somebody who's going to
0: believe, believe
1: you. Because, you. Yeah. yeah, sometimes it's it's hard because to... Because stuff
0: like, like her story is just unimaginable and crazy and weird and out there. Yeah. We get it.
1: All right. And then my other submission came from uh, another podcaster that I'm friends with. Actually, all the way from Perth, Australia. Because
0: apparently we have a lot of people in Australia that listen to us, yeah, which is cool.
1: And and he's somebody that I've I've become friends with over my my podcasting experience. And he was actually very excited to get to share. I think I think that's the thing when you find somebody that wants to hear your stories. Yeah, even if they're like secondhand stories. Like I had a friend who this happened to. Yeah. Um, you want to tell, you want to share those stories. It's like, hey, somebody's going to believe this crazy story I've got. Yeah. So, I'm, I am I want to tell So, here I'm going to go into him. He actually recorded it for us because he's cool like that. Nice.
2: So, here comes Paul. Hey, this is Paul from the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast and I'm coming at you today at the request of Adam who wanted me to share with you just a little bit of a spooky story from my youth. Now, I've had Quite a few things happened in my younger years, not so much as an adult, I'm mostly happy to say, which did disturb and or frighten me. And one of those involved something that didn't happen to me directly. So this is secondhand information that I was able to verify. I know someone, and I will change the names here to protect those people who have not given me permission to use their names. I know someone and was friends with a, a guy as a, as a youth whose house was formally exercised by the Catholic Church. So, the gentleman here in question, the young man in question, I'm going to call him Bob. Bob was friends to somebody that I knew in primary school. And this particular mutual friend independently told me that he knew a guy who was friends with him on the same street he lived on, whose house was exercised. And I, of course, as an 11, 12-year-old, was like, yeah, what a crock of shit. As it turned out, I went to high school with Bob the following year, and we became quite good friends. Bob and I would crash at each other's houses. Somewhere along the line, Bob revealed, in fact, during a seance that I started getting into around that age, 13, 14, when we were doing a seance, Bob really overreacted to things moving of almost their own accord. That's a different story for another time. And he told me then the story that he gets freaked out by this and he just kind of gone along with it because he didn't want to seem like a bit of a pussy. He said that he felt this presence in the house and he was getting freaked out. He told his mum and dad about it. And they, of course, said, don't be silly. Just an overactive imagination. You're a young boy. And this is dating back to when he was nine or 10 years old. So, it was a good four or five years before I became good friends with him. And he said that eventually, the presence in the house escalated to the point where He has this very clear, vivid recollection of going into the bathroom, I'm not sure whether brush his teeth or do whatever, and looking into the mirror behind him, and there was this old, gnarled, screaming woman behind him, so leering right over his shoulder and screaming silently at him in the reflection on the mirror, and he said the face was rictus locked in this expression and it's never ter- nothing has ever terrified him more, he, he told me at that time. And Bob said he basically whirled around. He had two or three seconds of just being frozen in horror and he whirled around and, of course, there was nothing there. But he was sh- so shaken by this, so disturbed that, you know, blubbering mess and gone completely white and his mum was very, very concerned. And he told the story to his mum who then told his dad. Now, without giving too much away, his dad is not the kind of man that you would associate with making stories up or corroborating something that his son had said in jest. He was a hard man, did a very hard job. Again, no details to avoid identification. But when I later asked his, Bob's dad about this, he absolutely said, yes, it did happen. It's not something he's proud of, but it had to happen. To be honest, I can't remember exactly why Bob's mum was so readily to believe But she got, other than the fact her son was shaken to the core, she got the local priest in and the priest came into the house to bless the house and in so doing said, whatever is here is far bigger than I can handle on my own, prompting what followed, which was a formal exorcism of the house. Now, there was a lot more steps to it than that. Bob himself nor his little brother were home during proceedings, so I don't have any details about what actually happened, but we are talking about... 1985, maybe 1984, give or take. So, in that particular era, at least here in Australia, the Catholic Church was prepared to do exorcisms under the right circumstances, which I'm sure you'll agree is just a little bit freaky. Thanks for the opportunity to tell this little story of mine, and I hope uh, the rest of you have a great, great Halloween season.
1: So, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, he did get a little, it gets a little bit kind of complicated with him explaining the relationship between him and Bob, who this not a name he gave to the, yeah. he, he made it a point to, to conceal identities, yeah. but uh, his relationship with Bob basically where he'd kind of heard the stories about like the, I guess, mutual friends and like, Hey, did you hear, you know, Bob's house was exercised? And then later, when he became friends with Bob, and then he's yeah, like, later. "Yeah, yeah." Well, just saying, like, because there was kind of a—I I had to listen to it a few times at first, just to make sure I figured I followed it completely. <laughs> but like, yeah, you know. And then you know, being dumb kids and and you know having seances and stuff like that
0: <laughs> because like, kids
1: because kids, but <laughs> yeah, that that even his dad confirms, like, yeah, we had to have an exorcism. And because we were seeing this stuff in the house and yeah, that, no, yeah, no, thank you. Screw that. <laughs> I, do, I don't, I don't want to be in a situation where we no, we'd move <laughs> that's it to have to go to the extreme of having like a formal exorcism done on a house. Cause that's extreme.
0: So it's a story for another show, but my dad's house is that bad.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, your dad's house is that bad. You've been there,
0: you know, you've seen it. Yeah. It's that bad.
1: Yeah. That's definitely stories for another day.
0: That's definitely, that's its own episode.
1: But I think, at at this point, it's about time to call it quits for this episode.
0: tonight, yeah.
1: I think we've had some fun sharing some stories this time. Yeah. And we've still got some more. We've got plenty of our own stories to share.
0: Definitely, but we do have currently one listener-provided recordings, uh, like Paul gave us a recording. We have another one like that to share, but we will be saving that for our next episode.
1: Definitely want to save that for next time. And I'll just say it involves a ghost cat.
0: In more ways than one.
1: (laughs) I wasn't even thinking of that, but yes. (laughs) It involves a, a creepy cat in more ways than one.
0: <laughs> I hope she doesn't hit me for that. She might.
1: But, <laughs> if you enjoyed this little adventure into the paranormal and, and the odd, at the moment, you can reach out to me at OddDadOut on Twitter and Facebook and email, if you have any spooky stories or weird stuff, not necessarily ghosts, but you've got some weird stories to tell. Uh, email me, uh, odd at gmail.com and while we kind of decide, do we do you want to hear more of this? If you want to hear more of this, you've got to tell us. Otherwise we'll we'll just
0: We'll fade away, we'll
1: fade away into the upside down for you uh, Stranger Things fans.
0: Clap if you believe.
1: You need to clap a lot louder because this is the internet and we can't hear you. Yeah, that's true. Really, really loud.
0: But if you're in public and you don't feel like clapping, like I totally get it because you'll look weird. So it's cool. Yeah.
1: But until next time, (laughs) I've been Adam. I'm Rihanna. Good night.